are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Friday edition, Freestyle Friday, that is, of Locked On ACC. So glad it's Friday. I can't even begin. Got my guy, Jersey Drake, in the building. Certified lover boy, that is. That's what we talked about yesterday with Tyler. I'm just saying. So we, we did a Drake review. So, Jersey Drake, if you want to drop your thoughts on Certified Lover Boy, please feel free. After I remind everyone that yesterday we had NFL going down, but the season has begun. So we have games. The Bucks played the Cowboys at the time of the recording. We don't know the final score, but we know it's going to be lit. So just want to make sure you guys, you touch base with the Odyssey app. We know we have local experts that give you the best news every single day. They are just preparing you for the ultimate season preview. They've got, they've had you covered, but more importantly, they're just here for a good time. So make sure you follow Ross Tucker and Jason LaCombora. All right, Jersey Jake, welcome to the show. Happy Freestyle Friday. Happy Freestyle Friday, Friday, Friday. Thank God it is Friday. <laughs> and also, I don't, I did listen to y'all yesterday. Y'all give a lot of hate. I mean, I deserve the hate for the Ohio pick. Okay. I will give you that. Okay. Tyler, my bad. Y'all did y'all showed out, even though Tommy DeVito <laughs> did throw 400 yards. Ooh, okay. But Certified Loverboy actually was a – it's much better than Scorpion. It's a lot, It's better than Views. Okay, okay. It's kind of like Ooh. a nostalgic return over Wait. to old school, like, take care. Because it's very – I'm a single dude. Like this shit speaks to me. See, that's what that's exactly what I said. I said it's a mood piece. Like if you're in a stage of life where you're like, yeah, should I text that ex back or not? Nah, like this is for you. But if you're like, oh, I'm in a good, healthy relationship, we we talk things out, we say sorry. Uh, that ain't the one for you, right? But there was a banger. I won't, I won't take it away from Drake. Drake is Drake. Like I think yeah. audio production was solid. There's some good moments, but at times I felt like the changes, you know, the transitions were forced like we just had to go through something like random just because it's drake and he feels like he has to do too much so that was my only caveat i was like Ugh. and then it didn't start out with a banger like at least scorpion like non-stop those kind of things you started out like all right okay this is some heat it, it took a little bit it was a little build up but you know drake is drake and I, i'll go with it i love i love me some drake i'm not a drake stan like some of these people like i wasn't up at 3 a.m <laughs> Like waiting See, for you, it to your drop. Boy was listening to that. Like Drake's in my top five, like along with Kanye, Wayne, okay. Future, and Ti. Like that's my top five right there. See, I stopped Kanye after Easy. I couldn't really get with it. Now, mind you, Life of Pablo was was dope. Like I think there's a couple so songs good. on there that were pretty good. But mm. he he's lost me in all of his like whether it's Christianity. It's not. I don't play about my Jesus. Okay, so I just need you to figure that, that out. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> you know what I mean. But Weezy also loved. You know, the Carter 2, Carter 3, Carter no 4. No ceilings. No ceilings, right? Every feature like, he's been on is just, he he's a lyricist beyond, mm-hmm. right? He's our guy. He he. I grew up with him. Jeezy, I'm a big mm-hmm. Rick Ross fan. I love Rick Ross. Oh, most underrated rapper in the game. <laughs> Ricky Rose, Port of Miami, Port of okay. Miami 2. Ooh, that's my, that's my, that's my. I love a bit, like, he was my first crush, and everyone used to, like, get on me because, you know, he was, that was his thicker days. He had not yet done the Ross fit. So he was a thick boy, and like I have a soft spot. That's probably why I talk about old line and trenches talk so much. Because now y'all know. <laughs> Here's a little sneak peek. Like I love me some big men. So he was my first. But at all in all, I'm a southern trap music girl, and you can get me every time with a dope beat. So you know, young what is it, young Dolph, 
you know, young, young Dolph, like get paid. Yeah, young Dolph yeah. got some really fun. <laughs> no, tr- I got you. Trust me. Yeah, we follow. We follow. <laughs> and we knew we were going to start the show like this. Of course, we'll have you on this Freestyle Friday. Anything can happen. But we would be remiss if we didn't talk about some college football. Last week, Jersey Dre gave us some great picks. What was your overall score throughout this uh, week one? So for spread and money line and for first half away for us, I went 12-3 and three overall, which – it's pretty damn good. I mean, the oh, only yeah. one that we'll discuss it a little bit later because it's, you know, your team, your boy somehow owes me some money. So, Ooh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, let's start out with week two. We want to talk about Florida State, who we argued all week long that they were the game of the week, you know, from week one. They're so happy to see them at least give a good college try. They stayed in the best they can. They had the hero, almost had the hero story. Mackenzie Milton, but now they're looking ahead, and I would love for you to just talk about the game and what you're expecting from them out of week two. So I was really optimistic, I think, when I think before the season started on Locked On Seminoles, I stayed that I thought that this was a very winnable game because Notre Dame yeah. lost, I think, 114 starts on their offensive right. line. Jack Cohn to me at Wisconsin was not very impressive. He kind of has like a water gun of an arm, like Alex Hornberg before him. And then the game started. I'm not gonna lie to you, the first broken play, the touchdown to Michael Mayer, I'm like, Oh crap! Here's the defense that I was talking mad, mad nonsense about all offseason and yeah. from last year. And something though changed a little bit. Uh, the run by Corbin, the also the, uh, the the passing by Jordan Travis at the beginning, kind of on the explosive play like to Jukai Douglas. I'm like, wow, we're staying in this thing. And then our defense like was locked down the rest of the way too. Like our defensive line is a bunch of monsters. Jermaine Johnson's a dog. I love that dude. <laughs> Yeah, and I just want to say for the record that we're doing this show today and our names are switched. So if everyone's <laughs> watching, I'm five minutes in, but the show is going too well for me to honestly change it. So I'm not like there. That's what it is. That's so let's, in case you guys are just wondering, like, who is, you know, Andre Silva and Candace Cooper? It's switched. But again, it's too good of a show to want to switch over. I'm sorry. I, that literally I was reading. it. I was like, why am I on this side today? I because I'm having face. a weird view. <laughs> And then I was like, that's not Candace, and that's fine. But, hey, it's Free Self Friday. We're mixing it up. You didn't even know what you would get. So, fun show. We're still working on Restream here, still working on YouTube vibes. We're getting out the kinks, and that's just the vibe. So, yeah. But I say all that to say I 100% agree with you. I think there were some definite bright moments, some coaching, some questionable coaching situation calls mm-hmm. from Norvell. You know, I got gutsy. Or, you know, it's, it's great if it delivers, but it's really horrible if it doesn't. And so now you guys are playing Jacksonville State. Uh, that's the game most people will start out with. But you now you see where your team's at and you kind of put everyone unnoticed. So I think that's a great start to the whole thing. But, you know, when it comes to other squads, right, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about them. Wake Forest coming out the gate. They had a great start. Now they play Norfolk State. Another good soft opening. <laughs> so at what point do you say, okay, enough start soft openings. Let's get to the nitty gritty of it all. Then you got Syracuse who is playing Rutgers, a great second game. We saw Syracuse beat Ohio. And now we're really going to see whether or not they can be into the, the middle of the pack of the ACC. Because right now, after week one, they're holding it down for us. No, they really, really are. I mean, Syracuse, I joked earlier in the show that Tommy DeVille didn't have, I think he had like what, 92 passing yards yeah. against Oh, against Ohio. They, I mean, they still won the game. And me personally, I mean, they were go, they went in there as like a point dog, like mm-hmm. away from home, and they win. And that's actually a testament to how good Dino Beers is as coaching and, you know, giving these guys up to play. Absolutely. And the game against Rutgers, I like Rucciano a lot. I think his defense is going to be solid. That Rutgers offense is going to be like a bottom 10 offense in the league. And also, yeah. Tommy DeVito is a New Jersey native, went to Don Bosco preparatory, preparatory. So, you know, he's had this circle on like probably on his little <laughs> calendar for the entire year. 
Absolutely has. And I think it's going to be a great matchup overall. But when I look at the Atlantic, I'm certainly like, okay, where are teams at? Are there a little mix? Who's going to be on top? Clemson certainly leads, but I think NC State and Florida State, like I mentioned, are going to slowly but surely make some noise. If NC State can have a strong show against Mississippi State, we have to put them more in the conversation. No, I 100% agree. And I think, I personally think that NC State is going to do do really well against Mississippi State. I'm not a big Mike Leach guy. I think he, yeah. he lived by the air raid. He died by the air raid, but their defense isn't particularly <laughs> great. Yeah. And also, NC State, I think, has a, a much better coach than Dave Dorn. Devin Larry is everything that has been advertised. Peyton Wilson, that defense is going to be locked down. And as Ken mentioned before, like we, they got, you know, Corey Durden and Cyrus Fagan, two Florida State transfers, and neither of them played. And they're both extremely talented. And then you have Bam Knight, Thayer Thomas, Ameka Mezzi. Like that team is low key, is sneakily going to be one of the best teams in the conference, regardless of division. A hundred percent. Listen, I was telling Tyler, I had to stop saying 100% agree. I had to figure out whether I 80%, 90%, sometimes 60%. But I do 100% agree with that. And I can't believe I have to be so hyped about NC State. I thought I was going to feel the same way about, you know, UNC, but here we are. Needless to say, I think that we are going to talk about the coastal couple games that we have to mention. And as, as Jersey Drake said, Sam Howell owes him some money, and he's going to find out why. I think because he wasn't equipped for that Virginia Tech game. I think as he's heading into this weekend playing Georgia State, maybe things will go differently. Maybe he's packed and good. He has his nutrition to go. Maybe he has some protein in his system. Maybe he has Built Bar. Did you guys know that Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever? It has nine delicious flavors. There is literally something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, frankly, you're missing out. Know what my personal favorite is? I'm a big strawberry, sometimes cookies and cream, but I'm always down for some chocolate. So if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of the nine flavors each. Now, not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, only four to five grams of net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Order today, get that raspberry strawberry, orange cookies and cream, or whatever you like, go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% your next order. Jersey Drake in the building, holding it down for Freestyle Friday. We have some great coastal games that we have to go over, but I would love to ask, because we're here and we can, your thoughts on Sam Howell in his opening appearance? Because at first, I was assuming, okay, we're really on this Heisman campaign, and now... I just want us to, you know, finish in the middle of the pack in the coastal division. I will say before I'm about to like tear up your team, I will say Justin Fuente, <laughs> I think out of the six years he's been at Virginia Tech, out of the openers he had, I think he's played ranked opponents four times mm-hmm. and he's beaten them by each of them by like 20 points. So he that's lo- actually he lives for that. He because cool, it's the only thing it can, it can do. He beat <laughs> us a few years ago and was six and seven. Last year he beat NC State like 45-24 and was still mediocre. That's yeah, because he knows he's easy. Uh, he doesn't last very long across the entire stretch of the season. That being said, yeah. there's a quote that you know I say a lot on Lock On Seminoles when referring to our defense. Y'all look like Fifty Shades of pure unadulterated ass. That was a horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible show. <laughs> and it was just not Sam Howell. I think Sam Howell was let down a lot by his wide receivers, his tight ends, yeah. his running backs. There's a lot of, a lot of you know, nice hands, feet type of thing going on. Yeah. And your defense also. It makes me a lot more confident when we play each other because that run defense with our stable of backs, y'all can't stop a nosebleed, man. Damn. Y'all were bad. 
<laughs> you know, and I wish I could sit here and be like, yeah, wait, wait, wait. There's, mm, it was, it was tough. I think Josh Downs had a great performance. He held it down the best he could, but overall, when the push come to shove, it was not about the trenches. They lost every single, every single matchup. I just feel like Virginia Tech dominated, and that's unfortunate because again, you got all the hype about you. You're a top ten team in the country for whatever reason that was, but now it's to, like picking up face. We have to save face. We have to turn the season around. So this game is a make or break. Again, they'll be playing Georgia State this weekend. Then you move on to Duke, who also has to pick up their face a little bit after losing <laughs> to Charlotte. <laughs> they will be facing North Carolina A and T. And while some of you are like, "Who's North Carolina A and I strongly suggest you look up this powerful HBCU. They have definitely been at the celebration. Bowl one or two, maybe three times before, and mm-hmm. they are not a team to sleep on. Now, while if they had beaten, if Duke had beaten Charlotte, I might be saying, okay, this is going to be a cakewalk, X Y Z. But I can't, I can't say that with full confidence that the Aggies cannot upset the Blue Devils. Yeah, I mean, so North Carolina, NT, I remember they opened the season, didn't they? Open up against North Carolina Central. That was where College Game Day was Week Zero. For no this coming season, no, they were they did not open up week zero. Uh, Central played, good lord, what was that team? They played out Al- Alcorn State. That's who they played. Okay, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I know that NCAA and T they they lost to Furman last week. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, Charlotte. I mean, that was kind of a reach by me mainly because I'm a huge fan of the head coach at Charlotte. Yeah, they've only been a power five football program since 2014. Duke mm-hmm. is the first team that they've beaten at home in a Power Five game. Yeah. And now Gunnar Holmberg actually didn't play bad. I think he had like what 220 yards of offense, yeah. one TD. Mateo Durant almost ran for 275 yards. And I mean, he, he, he had lose. a school record. And yeah. And the other part about that is Gunnar Gunner didn't have any interceptions. Like that's no. where I'm sitting and scratching my head. We're, we talked all summer long. Duke has to protect the ball. Duke has to protect the ball. Duke has to defend, damn it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, because they lost, like we said last week, we let, they lost Victor Demukeji, who's going to be playing a lot on Sunday with Arizona. They lost yeah. Chris Rump. They lost a corner, I think that's now in the Jets. I think his name is Michael Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, confused, they confused him on draft night, by yeah. the way. You remember that that little highlight? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they can't they can't play defense at all. And watch, I watched the game after I had landed, and I'm seeing them like like typically offenses are the ones that lag behind when the season starts because you know you don't do full contact with the quarterbacks and everything. Your offensive line's like not used to it. Your right. defense is always ahead of the game. That defense is ahead of nobody right now. <laughs> so they're going to have to figure that out because this is definitely – like the way Cutley also coached, this may be just his swan song is going out party because, damn, this would be a way to go out. This would be an interesting way to go. I hope he goes out better than this. I want him to get at least three to four. Like I really do, and I that's going to be tough. I this, I thought the Charlotte one was going to be one, but this Aggie game, who knows? But then we also have Virginia playing Big Ten – uh, school Illinois. They'll be playing yeah. on Saturday. I think Virginia is going to have a strong sewing. Illinois is not a terrible team, but it's a good challenge. It's a good, okay, we see where we're at. This is week two. We had a solid start in week one. So now, we, I mean, we played William Mary and dominated. Now we're going to play some under Power 5 school that's going to really show us who we are. Yeah, so I'm a huge Brett Bielema guy. The man's a big butt guy, the guy like me. He was accused of coach over Wisconsin for a long time. Then went down to Arkansas. What then, does a big what what stop? What does a <laughs> what does a big butt guy mean? What big does boy. That mean? Big okay, boy. okay. I was yeah, a big yeah, butt yeah, guy. Yeah. I was like, okay. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I was like, we victims around here. <laughs> okay. okay. No, no, no. That's, that's a different. That's a long time after we talk about that nonsense. No. <laughs> but 
and then he went over to the uh, the Nick Saban Reformatory School for mm-hmm. head coaches that want to coach good, but do other stuff good as well. The Foxborough campus with Babalcheck, and then went to Illinois. Yeah, and he beat Nebraska week one. Now, to me, that's more of a testament also to how bad Nebraska is, especially with Scott Frost coaching. But to me, this game is going to come down to who's starting for Illinois. Yeah, if they have Arthur Sikowski from Rutgers starting again, then Virginia could win this handily because Brandon Armstrong is hands down the better quarterback. If it's Brandon Peters. This might be a very, very close game. So, yeah, and I think Brendan Armstrong certainly is putting himself in the counter. We talked about all all summer, you know, strong quarterback, you know, in the conference and with Sam Howell having a lackluster performance. I think the Coastal just opened up, and Virginia is certainly putting themselves out there. Like we've done it before, we can certainly again, we can certainly make people miss and have some off nights. And I think that they're trying to deliver that for sure. But I am, I can't. I'm very much on the side today. Locked on after dark sounds like an awesome show. And so right. Ross Jackson, <laughs> I know you're going to watch this. Please. We're going to highly recommend this to Dave, David Locke. If you're listening, we're going to do a locked on after dark. It's there. Boom. It's kind of like pac 12 after dark. We can do a locked on after dark, but, but better football probably too. See, you know what? We're not starting with you. We're not starting with you today. Did you guys know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is that really surprising, though? You've got to figure out that the game is rigged. Introducing Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts a player in control and winning within reach. You name your stakes, winner takes all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that you are in total control stat hero is daily fantasy sport books the way they are meant to be one on one play stat hero now and change the odds go to stathero.com slash locked on sign up for free and right now you can get three times back on your first play they're giving you a 300 percent match Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. It is Freestyle Friday here when Locked On ACC, where we give you all of the coverage from your respective ACC schools in terms of football and basketball, a lot of news from our local experts. Monday through Friday, up to 30 minutes a day, Jersey Drake holds it down for us on the Fridays. We always have a good time. We talk a little rap. We talk a little sports. But if you were going to give me the best game of this weekend, week two, who would you say is going to come out with the win for the ACC. If I mean, or just a good game in general, because we could see a good game is still a loss for the ACC. It's up to you. I think it's going to be NC State beating mm. Mississippi State, okay. primarily because NC State, I think, has always kind of been that, that you know, that team that no one really talks about. Like, they're always like a decent, solid, well, really well-coached team. But to me, this team is a little bit different. I, I echo the sentiments of Kenton where – this team should win 10 games. Mm-hmm. And to me, them going out there, and right now they're, they're uh, what's, the, what's the word for it? Mississippi State the team they're playing is a public underdog. That means that everyone's betting on them. Mm-hmm. And to me, I always say that, you know, public dogs, they always have fleas because they always have problems. You don't go with that kind of money. You don't follow that line. And, yeah. then, and then NC State, for them to be the ACC, and then I, was, I was having the week that we did, for them to go and beat an SEC team and beat them probably by a touchdown – that will do wonders for the con- the perception of the conference, the perception of that program. And then also it might give a little bit of a scare to Clemson because Clemson's offense and that play calling, because Dabo is now apparently calling the plays, it's going to give them a little bit of a scare because uh, 
may not be a guarantee anymore. I know Coach Elliott must be sweating somewhere. But I also think that like DJ just had a really rough showing. And when you look at the rest of their schedule, people say, oh, well, it's a cakewalk. But if NC State beats Mississippi State, maybe that makes better for Clemson in the long run, right? You see stronger losses, stronger wins, X, Y, Z. So there's a lot of pressure on everybody else in this conference to help elevate Clemson's game if we're saying that Clemson is going to be a straight ticket to the ACC championship and eventually in the college football playoffs. So I agree there. I don't know if Coach Dorn realizes that his job is on the line because based on what Kitten said and what you're telling me here, if you can't win beyond 10, if you can't really make those statement wins this season with your kind of talent, maybe we need to look elsewhere. And I don't – I mean, is that what we're trying to argue here? Or, you know, we can say great for the 10, maybe 11, but we'll still keep you around because we see the promise. So to me, because he has the, the team is too talented not to hit that threshold, right? Mm. And we always consistently say how great and how well coached the team is, and how great Dave Dorn's at his job. Mm-hmm. The pro, so, but to me, the barometer for that is if you have this talent, this this talent that NC State has never seen before at, on all facets of the ball, whether it be offense and defense, if you can't capitalize that and get to ten wins, then maybe he just isn't that guy. And yeah. then maybe you have to go forward. Like some people like think that. For certain teams, like they can never, they should be their fans should accept what they are. Mm. To me, I'm one of those people that like, for some circumstances, that's correct. But I'm also on the same camp that Florida State was a team that no, that was a women's college. We before Bobby Bowden came by, we had won I think three games in three, three to four years, and now look at what we've become. We're a blue blood. The logo still holds weight. We had nine and a half million people, unique viewers, watch the game on Sunday night. So to me, like you can probably build that program moving forward. And for Dave Dorn, yeah. 10 wins, I think, is something you really, really need to do if you want to keep yeah. your job for a long time. I I agree. I think that's a very, very good point that you have there. But also, you know, when you talk about the Florida States of the world, and I think that they are part of the Atlantic Division conversation to where things are going to shake up for Clemson. They should be shaking in their boots. They should be worried about if, you know, Jordan Travis or Mc, there it is, McKenzie Milton figure it out. It's not a bad team. Jermaine Johnson showed up. He did. He wasn't perfect, but he had a great game. I mean, we've been hyping mm-hmm. him up all season. So I think you know, being in Tallahassee, having fans and that energy has definitely sparked the Florida State Seminoles in ways that we probably wouldn't assume otherwise. But I say all that to say, I still think you got to play the game in the Coastal. And Kenny Pickett is, and the Tennessee uh, Vols are going to go at each other this weekend. I think that's another good game we should watch and another way that we can try and elevate the conference because we always assume Kenny, Kenny is just a great game manager. We'll love to see if he can like take a, the next step. Can he you know, elevate that offense? And then you know, defensively, I think we never really truly worry about Pitt, but this will be a good test to see if that loss from last season, those people who went on to the NFL, are going to truly affect them as a team. Yeah, I was about to say, because they lost one of my personal favorite players in Jalen Twyman to the draft. And mm-hmm. that Tennessee game, though, if this was still Jeremy Pruitt coaching the team, I would have Pitt probably winning this by 10 points, mainly because okay. Jeremy Pruitt. Jeremy Pruitt is a whiz kid when it comes to defense. But when it comes to offense, he kind of falls under that, that kind of curse where DCs just do not know how to call an offense whatsoever. But now they're bringing Josh Heupel. Yeah. And a Joe Milton, who by all accounts looks much better coming from transfer from Michigan. And I do like Kenny Pickett, though. The dude's a gamer. I remember coming into the game last year, he had a severe ankle injury. And then miraculously, he was fine and ran for like, I think, like 50 yards, threw for three touchdown passes. You don't believe in miracles? 
Oh, no, I do believe in miracles. I believe in a lot of stuff, other stuff, too, that helps them out with that. But with the <laughs> Pittsburgh game, that's that is going to be a very interesting take on that because yeah. they're 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 a team that's not seen as someone's going to be contending right now for the division nor the conference. But if they are able to hold their own against a kind of somewhat bottom feeder in Tennessee, yeah. that kind of does level the floor of our conference in the, to the national landscape. No doubt. Okay, so it's time for Juicy Drake's picks. He was twelve and three last weekend. We'll see where he's at this weekend. You know, we always do a rally and tally. So Friday night, we've got NC A&T playing Duke at 8 p.m. on the ACC Network. Drew Jake, what you got? All right, Duke, do not screw me over here. I'm going to take Duke <laughs> to win this game, and I'm going to take them to barely cover the 14 points. Gunnar Holmberg for 220, point, 220 yards. I don't okay. see him, you know, like regressing down to that. Mateo Durant. 250 yards, I bet you money that kind of you know, stuck with him a little bit. It's really hard to have your best game of your career and then lose the game. So he's definitely going to be coming out really hard. So give me give me do it with the points. All right. Illinois versus Virginia. That'll be Saturday, September 11th on ACC Network at 11 a.m. An early one. That is, that is very, very early. That's rough. Oh, yeah, let me get the lineup real quick. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. I think that what? is – I think it's going to be Virginia, but who knows? Yeah, you said, it was, you said it was Saturday, right? Yep, Saturday at 11 a.m. on the ACC Network. Hmm, I'm not, I don't even see it on here, but I know oh, from like listening early. earlier. I know listening earlier to another podcast, I know Illinois. Some people favor Illinois. I think Bronco Mendenhall, his better coaching, is actually going to help them to win this game. But I'm going to, but if Brandon Peters starts the game, I'm going to have Illinois covering, and I think he's going to start the game. So I'm going to have Virginia winning, but Illinois to cover. Illinois is minus 10. I mean, UVA is minus 10 and a half. Oh, I'll take 10 and a half. Yeah. All right. Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Lord, my stuff falling. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Pittsburgh to cover there. Uh, I think that Pat Narduzzi is definitely going to have the better coach defense. I think Kenny Pickett's the better quarterback. Like I said earlier, he's a gamer. So give me Pittsburgh minus three. Georgia Tech and Kennesaw State. Okay, here's the problem. I, we talked we talked a lot of stuff about Jeff Sims, our boy, and then yeah. now and then now our guy, he's hurt, which really really sucks. You know, best of luck to you, man. Hopefully, you get better. Hope you feel better. With I think it's a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. That being said, I have no idea who the hell Kansas State is. I don't even know where Kansas State is. So just I'm give me. Pretty sure just, that's in Ohio. Nah, see, I never been to Ohio. Okay. <laughs> so so just yeah, just give me what's the points on that one? They don't even have any. Yeah, just take Georgia Tech with the points, folks. Okay. Norfolk State and Wake Forest. I, that I know is like a huge, huge point spread. So I'm going to just do it again, too. I know we did first half Wake Forest last week. We'll do first half Wake Forest this week. Also because I think they're going to let up a little bit because they play FSU the week after that. So I think definitely they're going to pull a bunch of their starters after the first half when they're up by God knows how many points. So give me Wake Forest first half points. Okay. Middle Tennessee State and Virginia Tech. Okay. <laughs> Justin Fuente. I know you're I know you're listening to the podcast. I know, I you, know are you are. I know you are. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm gonna actually take them to not cover. I'm actually gonna take Middle Tennessee State by minus twenty because the coaching the coaching for the against UNC, y'all they kept y'all in the game. Y'all just couldn't capitalize at all. And mm-hmm. Braxton Burmaster to me still isn't a threat at all whatsoever. And also this is me just being a hater. I don't care. So just give me give me Middle Tennessee State plus twenty. Rutgers and Syracuse. All right, Tyler, I'm doing this for you. <laughs> Syracuse, I think Tommy DeVito actually shows out for his hometown crowd, for his hometown fans. 
Rutgers has a terrible, terrible offense. Mm-hmm. Give me Syracuse money line here, actually. Just screw the plus two. I'm just going to straight up to the win. Give me plus, Syracuse plus 105. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm you. riding with you. And, and listen, Tyler, I, I heard the nonsense you were talking about a mediocre pick. If you if this misses for that, I'm going to come after you, man. I'm telling you. Okay. Let's <laughs> Boston College and UMass. Uh, Boston College by a thousand points. UMass shouldn't even be an F- FBS team. It should be in the FCS. Uh, and Walt Bell's probably one of the worst head coaches like in the history of Power Five, in the history of any like conference. Oh my! Oh, we gotta have a whole nother show to just did like divulge what you're talking about here. South Carolina State <laughs> and Clemson. I'm not even gonna waste our time yeah, with don't that waste time one. Yeah. Appalachian State and Miami. Uh Stop it. You know, all right. You know what? Stop it. What I'm gonna do here. Chase Bryce, I apologize for what you know all the slander I gave you last week. I'm not taking you to beat Miami. I think Miami actually needs to win this game, and also they need to win this game handily because after the mm. beatdown they got from Alabama, Mandy is as much as I dislike him. I think De'Ara King is going to rally those boys around. They're going to probably beat them by maybe 14, 17 points. I think Boa Bolden, I think, can't play with the first half of this game. Right. The second half, I think they have they have decent DBs, and Chase Bryce – I don't see lightning striking twice with you throwing for three touchdowns, like 300 yards. So give me Miami minus eight as much as it pains me to do it. All right. (laughs) NC State, Mississippi State. We already said here NC State's going to take this one. Mm -hmm. Eastern Kentucky and Louisville. Yeah, I'm going to still go with Louisville. I mean, I didn't like what I saw from uh, Malik Malik Cunningham. Um, He did the best he could. Listen, I mean, he led the team in rushing, receiving. And passing. The man was- can do it all. A jack of all <laughs> trades, a master of none. But no, it's not his fault. Scott Satterfield, Scott Satterfield just didn't, didn't seem prepared at all whatsoever. And But Eastern Kentucky, I don't think they're going to be they're a particularly good team. And Louisville, they need to show out for this week because ACC play starts very soon, and they okay. need to get the ball rolling. Georgia State and UNC. Georgia State and UNC. I actually do think you're going to win this game, obviously, but I don't think you cover. I think okay. you still have a little bit of a lingering effect from the week before. I know you want to show out a little bit. But also, you might want to – it's going to be a little bit difficult. UNC minus 26. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. Jacksonville <laughs> State Florida State. I'm assuming you're going to be a homer here. Uh, what's the line? It doesn't say. It doesn't say. I mean, the problem is I don't think McKenzie Milton or Jordan Travis plays the second half. I think we go okay. out to a really big lead, and then we see, we see Joe Purdy for the third quarter and the fourth quarter. So – we're not going to get any lines for that, so just give me a FSU with the points. Okay. Let's see. So that leaves you with only you, – damn, you really don't mess with Virginia Tech because that's the only non-ACC school game you did you picked. So we'll see. Fingers I mean, crossed. yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, listen, there isn't a regression to the mean. I do know my own stats, so folks take that lightly. But, you know, hey, it's a fun time. But, yeah, VT – I, I can't stand VT. I don't like Justin Fuente. I'm not even going to front. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Next show, we'll dive more into it. But if you guys are trying to bet just like Jersey Drake here, we strongly encourage you to listen to our Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. For Candace Cooper and Jersey Drake, we hope you guys have a nice and safe weekend. Enjoy week two of the football, college football space, and go ACC. Until next time.